What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Now, there's a lot of things that bother me, Greg. But one Man, of the things I'm, that I've noticed is chief? something that is chief among the, uh, the things that There it is. Me. That's what I was going for. Chief among them mm-hmm. is when nobody tells me that I got a little corner of this monitor that's that's in the shot right here. See the right see there? It. No. See this right here? No. I'm I guess kind of, now I do. Kind of. Oh, yeah. oh I see. That. Yeah, you're Nick, see your right room there. looks like you're in solitary confinement. It looks like you're broadcasting to us from the Mars colony and they sent you alone. So like, it's you hard guys. for us to understand what's the, what's a feng shui and what's just what it is. Hey, fuckers. Remember that sandstorm that hit when you guys are getting <laughs> on the ship? Well, I lived. Okay. The spike that went through me allowed me to live. These are I'm references to the Matt Damon movie Dogma. <laughs> I'm Classic. very excited to see what Nick's room ends up looking like. Because like I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't look much different. It will a year from inevitably now. have a couch back there and a rug. And I think the rug is the You're going to put something on the walls. Oh, yeah. I'm going to put something on the walls. But I want to like – yeah, I have a few ideas for things that I want to put. Get some um, soundproof padding in there, Papa. I got to get some soundproofing, cut, though. That's that's step number one, though. So I, I'm going to look into that this year. Nick, yeah. what are the odds the, the sofa that's going to be in there is kind of funny as old sofa? You know what, Kev? That I would be remiss Hi. if I didn't say we <laughs> talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that the other day. Because that sofa like- looks so good, and obviously because it has a lineage, right? We've we've used that sofa for so many different things. Um, some of which we won't go into, but some, but most of it is He's uh is KFAF. We had KF, we did it with KFAF. That was the couch sure. we used for all of our uh extra life streams and our January streams. So it does have a lineage, and we did in fact get it um washed before we brought it into our house. Thoroughly deloused. So, oh, how okay. do you get a how do you get a couch washed? Yeah, there are question. there are furniture. There are people that come and they bring a, a wet back thing and they just literally you pull it out. Uh-huh. They pull the cushions off and they just wet. They just like I'm just because I'm imagining an automatic car car wash. Yeah, couch wash. A sofa going Ooh. through there as the big ass things are spinning <laughs> around. Awesome. I'll tell you this though: you got you have to plan for that though because you can't sit on the couch for a long time. It has to dry. So the first time we did it, I was like, "Well, <laughs> I guess we're leaving the the, the the you know the apartment for the next twenty four hours because I have no place to sit." One of my favorite Nick stories of all time is the couch because not only did you buy a very nice couch that is now going to go in your house, uh, that was the couch we used for like guests when they would come to the studio. Then we started KFAF. You're like, "All right, we need to set, so we're going to buy a couch." So you decided to buy the ugliest puke green couch yeah. possible. Like that yeah. was your goal. Like you set out one. to get smallest an ugly couch. And it well, was, it was just him and Andy. Remember that was the thing. It was just going to be in him and Andy. Now the and small then, one, the smallness was because we wanted to keep it in the studio. And mm-hmm. then and exactly. I didn't want you guys to move it around that much. Mm-hmm. So that instead, ended up instead. But what happened? Yeah. What happened though, Nick? <laughs> what, what, what happened, happened is we ended up liking the KFAF couch, the gray couch, better because it is just a much better. better looking couch. And also, actually, it's not, it had less to do with the look. I was going for a cheesy your mom's basement like that couch is from the 70s look. And I think we could have nailed it. But the problem is when we eventually put it on camera, Kevin started laughing at us when Andy and I sat on it, and it wasn't a good Kevin laugh. It <laughs> was so a close together. stupid. We were in, <laughs> we were centimeters wow. apart. We were yeah. centimeters apart. We were practically one person. Dumb. So I was like, well, this sucks. We have to go back to figuring out. Because you guys remember, like, obviously, if you've been following this podcast for a while, the old studio had zero space in it. And that's one of the exciting things about the new studio is that if we have couches or set pieces or things like that, we have 2,000 square of feet to put. Yeah, I mean, there's we can put them all on, on uh, you know – platforms or whatever and just wheel them around if we need to but at the old studio it was barrett 
Cool Greg and Kevin would Rochambeau to see who had to fucking break their elbows off trying to get these set pieces that were like that Kevin had Tetris in right behind the cameras the entire time. It was, I mean, to Kevin's credit, you guys nailed it. Uh, but I just felt really bad that you had to do it for like a day. And then after the second day, I was just laughing like the rest of us. You're such a lie. You did not feel bad at all. I felt bad. I did feel bad. That was one of the things I was like, I really, because we had that small one. Remember, we put the small one there, and you're yeah. like, dude, that fits so perfect there. Yeah. And then we put it on camera, and you giggled at me, and it was so well, insulting. Just, the disappointing thing was like, when you got it, I was like, I think it's too small. And you're like, it'll work. And then I think I was out of town, and you guys decided not to like open it and try it until like week of. So last minute, instead of buying a new couch and returning that couch, you were like, just get the other couch. We'll handle the returning thing later. And then mm-hmm. by the time later came around, it was too late to return the couch. So the pew green couch became just the kind of funny office guest couch. So now we had an ugly green couch in our space that other people had to sit on. And it, and it was the, small think, for it, them. It was gonna, I was going to say, think about like how, uh, how, how close Nick and Andy work to begin with and how there are no barriers already. Now. Then imagine some developer coming over with their PR person that they see once every six months and they have to sit on this tiny ass couch <laughs> right next to each other while we First wait off. for Nick to stop screaming in the other room. What? That was not the only embarrassing thing about our studio. And second off, that small couch ended up working out perfectly. Why? Because we ended up hiring Blessing, which I still think is a great idea. And we had to move Joey to the Good. back room, which means that big, that, that fourth desk back there wouldn't have allowed for the KFAF couch to be in that room anyway. You're right. Have. You're a fucking so missionary. ended up having to use the small green <laughs> yeah, one. Now, Tim, if the, you want to talk. The blessing was working in the office with us. <laughs> Two, maybe. Two and a half. Two and Listen, a half months of Blessing I, actually with that was, office. I was planning for – I mean, it fit perfectly between that little space, between that – I mean, I would, trust me. I would have loved if that we could have used the big couch and covered up the closet because that thing was a nightmare to clean out. But turnabout is fair play because I tortured you guys with this ugly-ass green couch, and I got a lot of pleasure out of it. After a certain point, it did become a kind of like payback to you guys for like always nice. making fun of – it was payback I, for like gr- just having shit everywhere in that office. And then, of course, lo and behold, what happens? Cool G goes, I want this couch. I go, cool. I'm not going to move it. I'm just going to keep it here. You guys come pick it up. And sure as shit, I come back for that junk removal and the couch is still there. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I got to move this couch one more fucking time. One more (laughs) fucking time. I have to move this couch. What (sighs) I love about the couch odyssey, it kind of funny. Is that if you were to just re- just to read no, about it in the history books, you know, right now you're even hearing about it. You're getting one version of it, of course. But there would definitely be a version out there where I come in with some thoughts. Because what I do like about it is that Nick didn't always love people gathering in our back room. So by putting the uncomfortable small couch back there, he eliminated people gathering on the couch and hanging out. But he all it was very much like when cities take the benches that already exist and yeah. put another arm in the middle of it so people can't sleep on them. That was the other move here where Kevin yeah, could have just come yeah. back and nap on the couch it anymore. Sucks. It sucks because I, yeah. I had won you over on that front. I remember no, you didn't Kevin, no, no, you hold never on. come in, you take over. that little blanket and yep. down. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, but it's not that I would wear people down. It wasn't until we started doing crazy things where I was like I'm going to just fucking lay here. I remember at the start, you <laughs> would try to fuck with me, and I would hear Greg go, leave, leave him alone. He's been working really hard. He's been working really hard. No, but alone. you do the thing where you do, you do the thing what I do, which drives my wife nuts, where you go back there and you get on your phone and then you haphazardly interject into conversations that you sort of hear, or yeah, you just yeah. laugh to yourself. And I'm like, I don't think what, what that person just said was funny, but you're just laughing because you're looking at some stupid chive meme. <laughs> 
Yeah. I was like, we got to get Kevin out of here. I was going to put like, I was going to put those little barbed wire, gonna put those little barb wire things they put up for birds so they can't land on signs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what <laughs> you're you're the do. worst. You would constantly do that too. Because remember, I, I'd, I'd be the only one that would eat in the back room in the little breakfast nook. And I'd watch videos and you would just be like, he's laughing all the time. Before that, it was like, I can hear his YouTube videos. Why does he watch so many videos about informative, like, because Kevin will be back there like this. This is how two pieces of plywood should properly be screwed together. And Kevin's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's important <laughs> to like, know these things. To be fair, I never I, I never had any issue with with you watching YouTube videos. I was always envious because I was like, this is going to be cool. We have a break room one day. that people. How to install payment. plumbing into a colonial house. Like, yes. We can all make the jokes we want. But in, yes, that is uh, everything you said is accurate. <laughs> you walk by Kevin's desk or his little phone. He's always watching something incredibly fucking weird. But... I feel like if tomorrow a car broke down and we needed to make a hubcap, like Kevin would know how to do it. And I Kevin think that's just because he, he sits there and studies the internet. He, he does. And that's where all this, that's where all the, the great knowledge that Kevin has. That's where we have the section called Science with Kevin. Mm-hmm. The only issue I ever had, Kev, it's, it's not an issue with you in the kitchen. It is just a general, because it's happened at IGN a couple times too. And this is just a general, never fucking do this if you work at a company. Fish in the microwave. Fish in the microwave. Fish in the microwave. It, and you yeah, did it like one time, special, man. Dude, and then you were what, like, "What? What's wrong with fish in the microwave?" And every single bullshit? person that you entered in that time. apartment, I have never microwaved not fish, fish, but like the ever. worst smelling fucking broccoli anyone's ever. That was smelled. me. Remember that was me. I did that every. I did that every day. And I gave Greg credit for that every time. Every single time he turned around with the broccoli, I said, "Did you bust ass? Did you break ass?" He did. He did say this. He he made sure I understood. He didn't like it, and I said, "I don't give a fuck. I'm eating broccoli today, baby." You know what I mean? But the thing is, it didn't smell like broccoli. It smelled so much more like like violent. I'd go in there and rip farts for the the three minutes it's in there. I'd be ripping ass. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Just left and right. I thought Tim Allen was in there, but no, it was me. I will say. I will say, and this is something we we I mean, going through all the stuff in the studio, um, and I'm glad you guys weren't there because it was a pain in the ass. You guys had better things to do. Most notably, shout out to Tim for planning all of the, you know, January 5th stuff, and Kevin for making all that stuff happen and dealing with me my last minute request for a PC. Um, but one of the things that was cool was kind of going through and being like, like the barbecue, for instance. And my and my brother was like, "Do you want to keep the barbecue?" I was like, "Yeah, I do want to keep the barbecue Good. because I think it'll be really cool at some point in the new studio to fire that bad boy up in one of the parking spaces and just like cook." Maybe invite the neighbors over because we're probably going to piss them off and tell them to move all their oh, yeah. shit out of the area. Um, but that was cool. I was like, oh, man, I remember we used to just sit up here and drag the camera out and stream and make terrible content <laughs> while we barbecued. Come on. It was really fun. It was good content. Come on. Come on. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was content. It's content. We had a good time. The people who were there had a good time. But then somebody new would always show and be like, uh, it's really windy. We can't hear you. Like, hey, we don't care. <laughs> You're choosing to watch this. Yeah. It's on you. We're not here for you. You're here for us. <laughs> yeah, that's how content works. <laughs> I know this. Too bad. It's on you. Yeah. <laughs> One of those voices you've heard, of course, is the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globe trotting, head shotting, nitro rifle from Twitch.tv. Andy Cortez. Been a damn good day. Been a damn yeah. good day. Better than yesterday, Greg. Yes. We're going to talk about yesterday. We'll get to that one second. Of course, rounding out the quartet, he is Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Gettys. What's in Yo. So, yes, ladies engaged, and huh? I am still engaged. But it's, it's COVID year. 
You can't get, you know what I mean? Like, first off, we know he wasn't going to get married in 2020, but COVID year where it's like okay. everything's, now he can just like, and go make forever. Excuses, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Think about all these kids who were repeating third grade. They Are they dumb or is it a COVID year? Nobody knows. Nobody it's kind of no a dream. No it's kind of my dream is in third grade. You know what I mean? Because imagine that. Just take it, b- bank the experience points, level up faster. You know what I mean? Get out there. Nobody would know. Plus, think about how big you'd be on the fifth grade basketball oh team my if God, you're really dude, a sixth you're grader. Cr- you know you're know just I mean? dominating people every time they <laughs> wow. come out. And just, like slamming the ball down. Whatever it's like the unknown live. effects of the future of COVID. Are people don't even insane. think about how fucked up fifth grade basketball is going to be in two years. You're right. They have <laughs> you know what I mean? I guarantee you not a single person before you has thought about this, Greg. Somebody's asked Fauci. Greg, it's not like they're being <laughs> like it's not like they're absorbing rays like <laughs> radioactive ways of becoming like mutants out there of the monsters like pulling That's in so the, funny. the life force that think of it so this way funny. all right you have been held back or you know you like i said you've only done the thing you're going to do third grade again so you'll get to fifth grade and be stronger right but think of it this way you're going to have more time with the covid vaccine in your blood is that going to make us into basketball monsters let nobody knows there's no, a hope no. There's a hope that there's oh. superpowers attached to this when we you, get it. You think, but, you, that know. you think that at some point then the United States will actually become the leaders in basketball in the in the world because of COVID? I, I mean, by the time the third graders are in fifth grade, I'm going to be really hopeful to see that the United States is still standing. That's, <laughs> That's more where I'm at That's right fair. now. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, of course, this is the Kind of Funny podcast. Not in the rigmarole, rigmarole yet. If you some reason missed the other Kind of Funny podcast from this week, and you're like, wait a second, there's another Kind of Funny podcast this week. Surprise! Remember, on Kind of Funny Day, of course, this is our sixth anniversary uh, this very week. We announced we're doing two Kind of Funny podcasts a week now. Uh, this one, the second one of the week, is supposed to fill in for We Have Cool Friends. We're invite one of our cool friends to come on the podcast and not necessarily make it all about him. Sometimes it will be. Most of the times it won't be. And we'll just all sit around and fuck around. Uh, but then yesterday, uh, a bunch of terrorists attacked the Capitol. And we thought, oof, maybe <laughs> that's a hard curveball to throw to someone to then hop onto this podcast and fuck around with us. And we thought maybe we could bring on a kind of funny person because, of course, we've talked about it before. Like, the guest is, it, we're using this liberally, right? Like, it's going to be, I'm sure, multiple times Joey and multiple mm-hmm. times Blessing and all sorts of people mm-hmm. coming on and Barrett. Uh, no cool, Greg. Uh, <laughs> joking. Uh, but, like, even then it was like, well, if this is going to be a more serious one or not even serious and subdued, who knows where we're going to go? Cause we're kind of funny. We're just going to feel this out in our feelings and talk it out with you. We thought probably not the best case to bring somebody on. So don't worry about it. No full blown guest this week. Next week. It's looking like WWE superstar Xavier Woods, but that's the fun, uh, final, final confrontation uh, from that. But that's next week for this week. This is kind of funny podcast. Remember each and every week. Now twice we come together to talk about all the dumb stuff we want to talk about. We bullshit with you. Uh, four, sometimes five best friends gather on these microphones. Each coming to have a great time and at least talk it out. Uh, remember, if you like that, you can head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny, where of course right now we are fundraising all month long for of course, kind of funny's sixth year, 2021. If you go there, you can fill in the thermometer. You already smashed the original goal we had for it. So now we have a bunch of different stretch goals we're working on. Of course, we are building up right now to a second 12-hour stream sometime this month. Of course, if you haven't checked out patreon.com slash kind of funny for this podcast, remember, you can go over there. You can get it ad-free. You can write in and be part of the show. You can watch it live just like Domingo, RBG is, Ashley J is, and Mike L is, a whole bunch of other people too. Uh, you could also, of course, go there to get it. I already said that ad free. Get it with the exclusive post show. Have a good time and support the show. Of course, now on Patreon, there's a whole bunch of different stuff going on. Like I said, 2021 is huge for us. We hired Roger. We hired Snowbike Mike. We're doing Twitch streams every day, but hopefully you already know about that. Um, don't want to toss us any money. I totally understand. Each and every week, you can get it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. It'll have ads. It won't have the post show. It won't be live, but you'll still have a damn good episode. 
housekeeping for you. Like I already said, sixth year, 2021, whole bunch of different stuff happening. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Kieran O'Donnell, Steve Powers, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alexander, Noxel, and Bill I.M. Today we're brought to you by Green Chef and Gabby, but for now, fucking Wednesday. Jesus yeah, right. Christ. And then to wake up today, it was waking up today and then like opening the Twitter to be like, what fucking happened? Where are you know, especially because like I woke I wake up you know around seven or whatever, so it's like it's already 10 a.m. out there. What the f- Jesus? Insane. Yeah, man. definitely. You know, definitely we've been going through all this shit the, in 2020 and how how crazy everything has been, and just more than that, the last couple of years, if not most of my life, as things have just gotten crazier and crazier. But like what happened yesterday, combined with what we've been talking about here, kind of funny, um, the last couple months with all the the BLM stuff. Yeah, and to see how it went down yesterday is just it's disgusting is the word that I keep going back to. Like none of this is fair. It never has been fair, but I think that more so than ever, it is, you know, I, I've been seeing on Twitter, and thankfully I have a very diverse group of people that I follow. So I'm seeing so many voices that, you know, aren't just me looking at this being like, Yeah, this is fucking horrible and bad. No shit. That's easy to say, but it's people that are really more so being affected by this personally, or like their yeah. people are being affected by this. And um, I, I've seen so many people tweet something to the extent of, and I retweeted someone saying this, but it's just like, black people are not asking to have these terrorist shots. They're asking to be treated like these people are being treated and for them not to be shot. And I think that is such an important kind of conversation starter from all of this, mm, mm, where mm. it's like, it is not a violence begets violence. We're asking for this like eye for an eye stuff. It's like, no, man, what happened yesterday is complete and utter fucking bullshit from any way you look at it top down. And I think that we need to examine why that is and, and like what is actually wrong and what what we should be upset about from it all. And sure. yeah, I don't know. I just think that it's it's, again, fucking disgusting. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, I'm always the thing. The number one thing I'm upset about is that a people got hurt. Um, someone died. If I'm not mistaken, and I could, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure if uh, I've read a lot of the news this morning, but I know that person that got shot, that the woman that got shot died. And so I feel like, obviously, you know, I'm, when you're talking about the cornerstones, the things that make America, America, your, your right to get out there and protest is, is one of the most important things that we possibly can have. But when that, but, but that, what we saw on Wednesday wasn't, that was just too extreme of a protest, right? That, that, that goes from, it was a coup, protest, right? It definitely being, went beyond, it went beyond a protest. Yeah, but it's a coup, but to, but, just the most half-assed, half-hearted, like we just want to cause trouble coup. Uh, and, and I don't know what's worse. I don't know if an actual like organized, hey, this is very, very, um, you know, well put together coup and act that actually works is good. Or if just a bunch of people thinking they're doing something, but really at the heart of it, they just want to be disrupting, you know, these proceedings. Because you can't possibly tell me that anyone that stormed the Capitol building thought that was going to work. Because what's the long-term plan there, right? Having your picture taken at Nancy Pelosi's desk and then immediately having everyone on Twitter go, I know who that is. Like, this is this person. Like, that guy's going to get um, – he's going to get arrested, right? A lot of these people are going to get arrested, and I hope they get prosecuted. I don't want to see anyone shot. I don't want to see anyone I – I don't want further violence because, like I've always said, I always think violence begets violence. Um, but I do think it's very interesting that, you know, uh, the National Guard wasn't there to begin with. Because I think they should have been, but apparently a of lot course. of people are saying that President Trump ordered them not to be there. Uh, and shout out to Virginia and I forget the other state that said, "Well, we'll put our national guard there and and sent their national guard." Um, 
And again, a lot of this stuff is coming at us fast. And if I'm getting any of this information wrong, please feel free to correct me in the Worth comments. Worth pointing out that, yeah, it broke earlier today that it's uh, four people dead right now. That four one woman dead. is okay. the only one confirmed she was shot there. The other were medical emergencies that have stemmed from it. We're not sure what that means yet. Yeah, as, one, man, as, one, man had a, one man had a heart attack who was there, who had flown over there from Alabama, who had high cholesterol and had a heart attack, I guess. Because he got too overly excited. That, at least that's what the family is saying. I mean, and look, arrests I'm, are happening I, as we are going to. Obviously, this is all happening yeah. fast and breaking. And so I just think that, and obviously, I think there was there was uh, some information about potentially a, a, an explosive device phones, that they yeah. found and stuff like that. So, like, this is not this is not the way to do it, right? And I think that, and that's what I, I generally think it comes down to is like I I will never give someone grief for di for disagreeing with them politically if you don't see eye to eye with me i might not understand it but if you want to get out there and hold a sign and protest and you want to do that safely that is your that is your given right as an american but what that was on wednesday was just disgusting and it wasn't it was dangerous and it was violent and i think it was ultimately and perhaps more importantly pointless you can't possibly tell me that you buy this rhetoric that's being spouted out by our current president. I think he's culpable. I think he I think he should be responsible for those deaths. And I think that that's something that, you know, if there was any justice in the world, we would there. <laughs> that would be the case. But I doubt it sincerely. I think he'll probably just go back uh, to getting get, doing t Twitter tirades until 2024 comes around and he tries to get the party election again. Um, I think it's un unbelievable that he finally after four years, pushed Twitter and Facebook to the point where they suspended his accounts. Well, not, That's not Twitter. Not Twitter. Well, got, Twitter the 12 did. hours, 12 hours, yeah. They got a 12-hour right. suspension on Twitter. Right, but today, Facebook and somebody else, who was it? Uh, Instagram. Instagram banned his account for the next two weeks, right? right. Which is like, I, all of this is like, but like, Even today of like Mitch think McConnell and all these people making statements after the fact of like, it's like, this is too little too late. Like, it's literally I, you know, two weeks I, left. I honestly, I, I, I understand that sentiment, but I don't think so. I am glad they're making the statements and I wish they had done that. I wish they had been a little bit like taken Trump to task earlier on, especially when he came in. But I'm think. I mean, I I'm, I'm operating off of the better late than never. Let's go. Let's get it. Because I think people on the Trump side would, will listen to the Republicans. They will listen to those Republican senators. And I think if they're coming out saying, Hey, the guys, this is just too extreme. This is too much. And this is unnecessary. I think somebody needs to say that, that, that the Trump supporters will listen to because candidly, and we've said this before, you know, if you're a diehard liberal, if you're a Biden supporter, no one, no one on the Trump side is going to listen to you. And cause it's vice versa, right? Like those, those two sides have pretty much shut down. There's a wall up in between them and, and, and it's, and it's war. So I think it's important that the Republican party take responsibility for this and say, Hey, this is not cool. You should not be putting people's lives in jeopardy. Um, Biden called it insurrection. <clears throat> I don't. I don't look at it as insurrection. Of course, again, take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt. I'm not. Well, it's your opinion. Right? I, I disagree. Idiot. I think it is insurrection. I, I mean, think by it, the very definition it is. I don't think it's insurrection. I think it's chaos. I think these people are just trying to disrupt, and I think it's pointless. And I think there was a pointless loss of life on both sides. I mean, the guy that had the heart attack sounds like he was one of the people in the rally, and that's just completely unnecessary. That's it's not. You know, you're, you're putting people's lives at stake for by believing in this in this bs that our president is spouting out there about fraudulent elections when when every single news outlet's like hey man it's not that's not the case but that's that's the thing is like they do believe it like i don't i don't think it's just aimless chaos i think it is it's very like this was all like the uh, the i told you so type argument is so not even here because it's like this was so like laid out written out in all caps of like what was going to happen and that was because of things like facebook allow allowing these groups to 
uh, kind of find each other and to like put a date and to make t-shirts about what happened yesterday. civil like, war and they had made shirts that were printed for fucking civil war it, it was a planned attack and like it was a planned purpose to to get in and, to, and there was a point to be proven and they were trying to prove it and they got in and they were allowed to they were allowed to walk in and it's like that that's the problem is that it's like they knew that america knew this was happening and didn't do anything to prepare for it or stop it and then allowed it to happen like that is scary as fuck and it yeah. says nothing more than the people that are in charge are fucking corrupt as hell and they're on the wrong side of this they are on the side of the chaos that you're talking about it yeah they they they've known right like they, there were reports of this that this was going to happen and if you know everybody's emails are being read and social medias are being looked at and january 6th was the date and it was being posted everywhere and i just people just didn't probably take it too serious until a giant amount of people showed up and decided to do these awful things and break into the fucking capital and sh people showing up with zip ties yeah what were they going to do with these zip ties what were they planning on we don't know because luckily the people working there were able to be, you know, taken to safety and be kind of, you know, uh, holed up in certain rooms closer, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But what were they planning on? What we don't know. I mean, the thing again with that, that the explosives that were found and the zip ties, both of those things being kind of both of those news um, being leaked out. And I didn't even leaked out because we saw the picture of the guy with the fucking zip ties inside of there. Hang on. It just makes you wonder, like. What if this went even further than it could and that's have? The, and that's the problem is that there's such a, a spectrum there of these people where how many people were there just for the guffaws? How many were there to fucking take people hostage? How many were there to fucking just tear the place apart like they didn't get their photos and whatever else? How like, many were there to prove white privilege is a real actual thing? Because we've known for ages that white privilege is real mm -hmm. and they are showing you and showing you proof on camera just like it's been done. To, it's not like one of those things we've never known, but like this is the most blatant version of it. I mean, we the fact thought that people weren't shot on sight when they broke down thought, the barriers and started punching cops and moved in. Yeah, we thought it was blatant when when they were um, protesting COVID, right? When when they were shouting in armed forces faces, we thought like, damn, dude, uh, if any of these people were minorities, if this is a Black Lives Matter thing, if if there were reports that these people were Antifa, this would not be going the same way. And for this to be breaking into a government building. I just like I saw a great tweet. I was like, you can't even do this in GTA. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what the what the fuck? Like, how was this? How was this allowed to happen? It's it just it's so mind boggling. And I, I you know, we were doing that the Bloodborne stream yesterday, so we weren't really fully in it. We weren't. Yeah, we weren't catching it as it happening. Yeah, yeah, we weren't catching it as it happened. I would I would see a tweet here and there, and I just wasn't really quite sure exactly the weight of it and the extreme level of it. And I I just I. That's all I did yesterday. Like, obviously, you call it doom scrolling or whatever. Like, I just needed to see every story that I possibly could, not just from Twitter. Try to go everywhere you can, obviously. And it is, I don't know. I, I was just sort of beside myself. I couldn't believe that. And again, yeah, just to echo Tim's thing, to echo Tim's thing, because uh, I want to say it a million times, we are not asking these people to be shot. We are not. We are asking why aren't the black people being treated the same as those people when the black people are kneeling in front of somebody or reading poetry or a woman's helping somebody who just got their eyes shot out and she's getting tear gassed. Like, 
where is the equal sort of treatment here? Why are we not seeing that? And that's just that's another one of these issues upon the many other issues of the fact that the right has brainwashed these people and these people have dive have been diving deeper and deeper into QAnon and hearing about all these crazy conspiracy theories. And they think that this election is stolen when so many people on the right know that, in fact, it was not stolen. But they're trying to make Trump happy and they're trying well, to go along with it. And that's the, that's for me right now. The not I shouldn't say I don't even know. It's one of the main emotions that keeps coming to the top of this is the fact that, yeah, you know, better late than never is one way to look at all of this, obviously, in terms of social media bans and stuff like that. I think it should happen forever ago. I think it's nonsense to do it now. And I'm not saying it should just let him keep going, obviously, but it's like, right. all right, what a fucking stupid, feckless thing it's to do right now. Yeah. But it's all these it's all these Republicans today acting like this was out of line and doing all these different things. You know what I mean? Showing up yeah. and do this when they're the ones who fueled the fire. And like for me personally, like that's the biggest thing where it's like, knock on wood, regardless i mean don't get me wrong I'm, i don't know how much we'll tra traipse into it but like i am very much for the 25th amendment i am very much for impeachment right now and i know both those processes take time and get moving but like the idea that he's going to try to pardon himself before any of this or pardon these people who are there who are, are now having charges brought up to them right because back to this is such a tangled issue of everything else but to andy's point of like what people want compared to blm is the same treatment if not outrage if not law right like with the fact that the yes you see these the there's the from yesterday or wednesday the infamous thing of the woman being helped down the stairs by a police officer the police officer posing for the selfie you compare that to blm stuff what we're saying where there's fucking beating the hell out of people pushing even the old man down to the ground right and giving mm -hmm. him brain damage or whatever from the uh, uh protest in I forget Minnesota where, I want to say Minnesota keep, Chad keep, keep an eye on it let me know but you understand what I'm talking about you understand yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about right it's this idea that today for any of these Republicans to come out and be like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. And you saw it so much yesterday. Buffalo, thank you very much, Kyle. Uh, so much yesterday, the whole like, you know, Frankenstein monster is beating on the door. And now Frankenstein is like, oh, my God, I didn't expect this kind of thing. For me, it's this uh, like it, you can come out and you can be uh, all apologetic and stuff. But like for right now, like uh, Senator Josh Hawley is from Missouri, right? Kansas City. Like this motherfucker was spreading these lies. And that's the thing of like everyone who spread these lies about this election being rigged and was in their people, their people's ears, their constituents ears who didn't stand up and say, Hey, you know what? Like this is bullshit. What the president is saying is not true. Like everyone knew how this was going to go. Right. Everyone knew that when, when this was done, it's over. Like you, Trump's going to keep saying it's a failed election. Fine. All these people who are saving face today could have saved face uh, a month ago and they still would have been slimy little fucks they still would have been little assholes who have nothing really going for them but now you have people even last night josh hawley after the attack senator josh hawley after matt the gates. attack sorry and matt gates too yeah yeah well josh i have a personal stake in it with the missouri connection right for josh or whatever but like being out there and still objecting to the pennsylvania count last night after all of this has gone on right doubling down on knowing knock on wood that no matter what happens here with trump he doesn't run again in four years that he hopefully legally can't because of how he's removed from office but if not he just doesn't or isn't capable to uh doubling down on trying to get this MAGA audience behind him and go that way and like that's the thing for me where it's like if you're gonna still stand here don't get me wrong again all these fucking weak-willed motherfuckers who lie to people's faces and continue to pour poison in their ears now to be here even after the fact still like oh no but this is how it's gonna go like uh, holly is like a fucking enemy of the state to me 
Like, I don't care who he runs against from here on out. I will be supporting the other person financially the best I can. And that's by no means am I a millionaire or something like that. I'm going to drop some giant thing. But like, that's how I need $10, sir, who's running against him. (laughs) Well, you know, what do I have? I have a platform. I have a platform to use, right? And I have a platform to talk, to bring this up every time. And that's exactly what I feel like we are at right now, where it's like, cool. Uh, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen in the next two weeks. You know what I mean? I'm terrified to see well, what the fuck goes on from sure. the president thing. Hold on one second. Sure. Uh, from the presidential desk, right? But like for the next lifetime of these politicians, they need to be reminded of when they fucking lied to people and when they fucking led, the, they, they built the bridge to have this happen. At any point, someone could have been an adult in the Republican Party and been like, you know what? This isn't happening. This there was no and, and certain people did. I'm not painting with a broad brush of all Republicans, but the ones who didn't fucking do that, the ones who did sit here and buy into the lie and use it for their own personal gain. And I'm talking about Senator Josh Hawley, who sat there and fucking acted like this was a real thing. We will not forget. Kansas City Star had a great editorial up about this guy, that this was clear as day that he is just using this to get uh, MAGA people in his back pocket so that when he hopefully inevitably runs for president, he'll have them behind him and stuff. But like, that's the fucking thing. Like everyone who's fucking done this, who has transgressed on this, hold them fucking responsible the rest of your life. Fox News, Tucker Carlson, all these people, like, the woman who died did not deserve to die. I don't care what she believes in. I don't care if she believes in QAnon. I don't, like, it's awful that all of those lies have been sort of burrowed in her brain and she's been brainwashed and she hear, she hears Tucker Carlson talk about one thing and then she decides to open up Facebook and see her cousin talk about some other thing and then suddenly reality is getting further and further away from them and the blood is on their fucking hands. She would mm-hmm. not have gone down there. These people would not have gone down to this rally. Some people you can't help, right? But some people were, you know, close to being helped or close to going one way or the other until people like Tucker Carlson spend hours a week getting inside people's brains and planting these fucking parasites and telling them about like a, a friend of mine, Evan, I was just talking to. She just telling me how her dad sometimes believed these things and ha- and we'll talk about well this QAnon thing, this and that. And she was like, it's like I was. I wasn't arguing with my dad. I was arguing with a parasite that was inside of his brain trying to get it out because it's just it's it's so fucked up that these things can take place in reality. And there will always there will always be conspiracy theorists. But this is like the the most extreme we've ever seen. uh, The most extreme we've ever seen this happen is what happened yesterday, where people believing in QAnon, believing the hardcore Trumpists going down there and creating chaos like that was just I, I never thought i would ever see anything that anything like that in my life i mean the faces 100%. of QAnon were all there like if you're seeing the the yeah, pictures that, that one the yeah. dude with the the, the, the get up and, shit and the beard yeah, yeah. And like he like I, I was reading this thing in a series of tweets like he has a wikipedia about himself because he is that big of a deal in these uh sex and that's so scary to then see him in the fucking capital dressed like that surrounded by people with guns and zip ties like it, it, with the fucking flags like straight up guys there were nazi flags like oh nazi shirts too nazi like- everything and it's like if you're there you can't separate and just be like no well i mean i'm on this side but i'm not on that guy's side it's like no 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 you're all there and it's all one statement and you are white supremacists. You are you are doing that that is the statement that is being made there is no wiggle room there's no other side 
Like that's what it fucking is. And it's so fucking shitty that there's nothing we can do about it. Like that, that we're just talking about it. That, that's something that fucking happened. We can't take that back. They can't take that back. And they just were able to walk in. And somebody uh, tweeted at me yesterday. I, I tweeted out. I was like, arrest them all. This is fucking bullshit. And uh, I got so many responses of people being like, I thought you wanted to defund the police. Then if they're defunded, who's going to arrest them? And it's like, well, this is exactly why they, the police need to be reformed because they just let them fucking walk into the Capitol. This is the problem. This is why we need to change this shit. It's like, how the fuck did that many people get inside the Capitol? Literally Lord of the Rings style throwing fucking ladders against a wall to then climb up and they're not getting pulled down somehow? Well, they're not and, being stopped? And to clarify, there there was a police force there and they were holding it down as best they could. Um, and, to, and shout out to those who were protecting people inside, specifically that one guy. I don't know if you saw the footage of him basically helping to corral and and try his best to stop 200 people from walking up the stairs um until he was joined with the by baton some of his, yeah with the baton basically yeah. that and, was scary you know, that's that a that scary moment really, really to see and, like try to put yourself to in that guy's shoes if you haven't seen it of yeah these people are fi- coming through and you have a baton to try to stop all these people yeah. who have guns and have these different things and he made the right choice he made the right choice to try to de-escalate as much as possible until totally. some of his some of his guys could come help him um but yeah i mean that's the thing is like there were police there they're just there wasn't a big enough police presence, and that's a that's the big question that everyone should be asking. Why? But here's the thing: Why was the National Guard? Well, let him go. Let, go. let him go. There's just there's always going to be good ones, and it's like there always is. Thank God, we need more of that, and we need to support that. We don't. What? So sure, there was that one cop. What about all the other cops that let the people in? Totally. We've all seen the the ones, not the gates that got pushed down. I know the ones who just opened the gates, right? Literally just opened the, the gates and let them in. And it's like this goes back to the top. It's like there needs to be reform at the top. The leadership needs to be there to be like we need our forces here this is a planned fucking attack yeah and we're just literally we're gonna I, have one guy we're gonna put it down to like the the few good ones here that are just gonna like have to hold it down and legitimately risk their lives against some of the scariest motherfuckers in the world the people dude, that are dude, willing to do this because it, they're that corrupt in their minds that, and they feel like this is the right thing to do that shot of the three dudes holding the glocks with the, against the table as like someone's looking through the hole of the door yeah. to the, to the, to the, uh, uh, space. I forget what the name of space is. I'm, I'm losing all my turns. I, I learned the, the word lectern yesterday. The floor. The floor. Thank you. Um, but like those guys, Jesus, what a scary situation to be in. Just, um, and that, and that's my thing too, is like, I don't, I don't want to sit here and judge the people that let them into the building. I, I think it's easy to look at those guys and say, great, they're in on it. They're letting people in. I think another way to look at that. And again, I, I'm just totally shooting from the hip here. No pun intended is that you're looking at an overwhelming amount of people and you know, as a police officer or as a law enforcement officer, there's no way you can stop these people from doing what they want to do. So if you pull your gun out, it's going to get worse. I read that situation as them going like, we're, we can't, like, we can't help this situation. Let's try and mitigate this as best as possible and wait for the fucking national guard. that should have been there from the get go and yep. who better be there on inauguration day. But they seem to know how to handle it during the BLM riots. Yeah. Worth pointing mean? out here is an AP story from 34 well, minutes ago. Because Trump sent them there for the, for that, for the BLM riots. 
Like and like what we're talking about is a uh, capital police, right? And how their response was not uh, what it needed to be. And we're talking about though it comes from the top. Uh, this is a uh, 34 minutes ago. The AP capital police rejected offers of federal help to quell mob. Three days before supporters of President Donald Trump rioted at the Capitol, the Pentagon asked the U.S. Capitol Police if it needed National Guard manpower. And as the mob descended on the building Wednesday, Justice Department leaders reached out to offer up FBI agents. The police turned them down both times, according to senior defense officials and two people familiar with the matter. Despite plenty of warnings of a possible insurrection, ample resources and time to prepare, the Capitol Police planned for only a free speech demonstration. Obviously, it goes on like that. But again, that's not every officer on the ground. That's not the one man we saw with a baton, right, who has now 400 people in front of him coming in angry with guns and everything else. And that's what angers me, right, is that those guys like had to stay. I mean, there are people in that building that did their job that day. And that was a life threatening job, right? That guy with the baton could have very easily been killed. And he stood there and he did his best. And so like. It's just disappointing that his other that he wasn't supported the way he should have been, and yeah. that's scary. And I I would that's the another, that's the question I want to know. I'm like, why was this? Why did this happen? A, I mean, we know why the the, the people were there, right? They've, they've been rallied to to that point for four years now. Um, but the question is, like, you know, the, I mean, if I were a police officer right now in Washington, I'd be pissed. I would want to I would want to know. That if I'm going to any of these, uh, you know, if I'm going to be going to be working any of these rallies, that there's going to be support for me if shit like this goes down. I'd be furious if I was a cop right now. Yeah, because you got to you got to wonder. You know what they know on the inside and you I'd love to hear those conversations of. You turned them away. Why? Why did you turn away help? Like, what? Yeah. What? What is going through your fucking brain to turn away help when we know and we've had reports and they're, you know, we have the intelligence on this that there is going to be. I, I read a phenomenal tweet that was like, "Hey, a middle a middle a Middle Eastern friend uh, texted me this, and it said, um, due to uh, or due to the global pandemic and there not being international flights from America, America had to perform a coup on itself, which is <laughs> like such a great fucking tweet. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just it's so hard to pick." what you want to be mad about in this situation because sure again there's so like, much to be mad about there's so much to be mad about and and i feel like when you talk about one thing it feels like we're not talking about the other thing enough so i just want to make sure the audio and the listeners are aware of that that yeah as you all are talking about the police forces and the help and stuff my mind it, it keeps going back to why are these people like this in the first place and sure and how how did we uh, why why has it gone this far you know and I there's just that, yeah. there's so much blame to pass around there's so much blame from there media is. to social media to the fucking president the person you know stoking this fire and, and again i said yesterday on twitter like quit asking quit being surprised that this is happening don't be like hey guys go home everybody go home no that you fucking caused this dude this is on you you know don't don't try to act like oh, don't remember he loves them. He you. loves them and they're very special people. He loves Go them. home, yeah. do this stuff. Very different than when he was talking about Black Lives Matter protesters. Yeah. Yeah, the, the animals, the sons of bitches kneeling over there in the football field. Yeah. They start those, looting, we start all those shooting. Black people. Yeah. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. But here, you know, 
We love you all. Please be safe. Go ahead Go and home. take Nancy Pelosi's sign and take the lectern and walk around with all this shit and parade around as if you've won. And then those shots afterwards of them at like and not them, but uh, these people from the either the protest or from the uh, 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 rally or from the riot at their hotel, just chilling out there, ignoring mask policy. Just yeah, having, looked, having, yeah, they were saying it looked like a convention floor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was my question. Like that was my question. That's, that's cool. I would love to get to the bottom of like what was the grand plan here was there like what what was the grand plan and and i hope by the way that me uh, is asking that question isn't some sort of like foreshadowing for impending doom to come in the next two weeks i mean but that's already getting this. passed around that's already getting passed around there was because uh, this whole thing what's the stupid website they use that's like reddit but not reddit there's something no well not that not that i forget whatever uh there was a post today oh, that like, was making the like 4chan but not 4chan oh, parlor okay. thank you everybody in parlor. the chat parlor mm-hmm. that there's one up already talking about what they're doing on inauguration day and how many people are making their move there and yada 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 and it's like obviously knock on wood it'll be a different matter in terms of barricades post and i mean like you know the capital put up its fucking barricades today like a bunch of idiots uh but you know for inauguration day you figure it's higher and you hope at that point fbi has its head on straight and everybody else is just operating the way it should be the goal was violence i mean i, just, I don't i think that there weren't not everybody there was planning to do the violence, but I bet that the majority of them were hoping someone else would. If those people would have gotten in there, if they were able to actually get to the floor and see their uh, senators and representatives on the floor and not theirs, the ones they don't like, I can't even fucking imagine what yeah, it would have been. That's where the zip ties would have come out. That's yeah. where like the shots would have been fired even more. And it's just like what happened was there was people that got into this building. Once the door was open, then everyone else was like, all right, well, I'm not first going in, so I guess we're all going in now, too. And then it, it's I mean, you stop thinking yourself as an individual. It looked like a tour through a museum at a certain point where people were lined up taking pictures and taking video and selfies. And I, if you blinked for a second, you're like, wow, it looks like it, it reminds me of the time I took the White House tour. I was like, this is really cool. Like they were having a great time. Homie with the lectern is just that was the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, how could you be? That guy looked like he was having a like the best time of his life. Yeah, and I he don't, sure he was. They felt like they won. But yeah. what did you win? Because here's how it's going to go: inauguration day. There's going to be troops on those steps, and if there's not, I mean, there, I mean, there's going to be right there. There's no possible way that Joe Biden goes to be inaugurated and there's not a tremendously overwhelming force of National Guard and or military present. And then what happens? Well, then everyone just continues to argue for the next four years. But like, I don't I, know, I just, man. I think it's I think it's beyond that. Like, I, I you say it's obviously they'll have all the stuff. Wouldn't it have been obvious they would have had it yesterday? I'm I'm flabbergasted that they did not. I'm I'm shocked. To me, I was like, wait, I don't understand how they would have gotten through the troops, and then it cuts wide, and I'm like, oh, I mean, there's no troops. I That's mean, weird. It's it's because Donald Trump's in charge, and correct, and right. Them not so to like, be. but that won't be the case on inauguration day, right? Correct. Okay. I don't know. I don't know when Biden I mean, technically gets correct? power, but I'm pretty yeah. sure Biden gets the opportunity. I think his security team runs security for that day. So I think, and he's well. He well, they elected him last night, right? So he's got he's gotten through the electoral college. That all happened last night. And like, can you even imagine? They're like, think about it this way, though. After all that shit, they reconvened. Like, <laughs> they had like, to talk about, talk about duress. Well, we almost got taken hostage and almost maybe potentially killed and God knows what. But let's let's keep fucking having this weird <laughs> like argument. Yeah, this, on this dog floor. and pony show that like, this again, like you can't even stop this or ever. But yeah. yeah, like, no, I mean, like for real, like, I mean, I know by there's the a way, million I'm sure different there's, things. 
I'm sorry, just to clarify, and, and I don't know this, but I'm sure there's always a fair amount of objections that happen during the electoral college process, right? I, I have to imagine that this is not the first time, you know, Republicans have objected to a Democratic president being elected and vice versa, right? But it's just like, oh my God, how could you, how could you in good conscience after what you just saw go out there and still object to it? It's just ridiculous. But I mean, yeah. for real, for all the, uh, everybody who went back to work that night, granted, I mean, it's your job and whatever and yada, yada, like still props to them. Cause like, I wouldn't have felt comfortable going back no, in there. No, me neither. Like, are you kidding me? Like what you found bombs, you found explosives. Did you, you sure you found them all in there? Are you, yeah. and like, not to mention How people pissed, people pissed on the floor and trashed the fucking places and threw around personal documents and stole Nancy Pelosi's mail. And it's like, that's a home in, or not a home invasion, but it's an invasion, right? Like of mm-hmm. like this place that everybody thought was sacred. Everybody thought this couldn't happen. It hasn't happened since what was the war of 1812? Like oh, man, to like go that. back in there and like, yeah, you have to hammer it out and you have to finish again. Something that in the grand scheme of things is really antiquated and pointless, but like is part of the pomp and circumstance of American government. Like, man, like what a shitty situation, but you had to do it because yeah, you have to prove the government works. That was, that yeah. was the biggest thing is like, to your point, Nick, of like, what do they want to accomplish? I think there's different sects that wanted to accomplish different things. And I think you look at the zip tie crowd and the handgun crowd. I think they wanted to really fucking make a point. And I don't know what that ends at. And I think that they did want to overthrow the government and do all this stuff. Then there are these morons that just want to go in there and have their Pence and Trump flag and hold it up and yada, yada, yada. But the, what did they accomplish in the long run of it, right? That's the biggest thing about it. Of like, I guess that's, I guess that's my it question. Still happened. Right? What, the thing what still have happened. we accomplished, right? I guess when we, I say what's the point of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah, I'm not going to say we. On I know you mean. I, I mean, mean, as a general I mean, human species, like what what did they think was going to be accomplished long term from that, other than sowing more, um, you know, discontent? Uh, I I, I, I think I think it goes back to their message of like we're not going to back down. We're yeah. not going to we're not going to stop fighting for what we believe is right yeah. and what we believe they is think right they're is Our president won. Our president won, and the election mm-hmm. was stolen from him and from us. And no matter what you do. We're going to find a way to fight harder and we will break uh, again, like break into a, the fucking capital. Like, I still can't believe it. I'm still like shocked that, <laughs> that that's even a fucking and thing. That, it's, and it's that crazy. was the thing, you know, that like you saw uh, the statements that were getting passed around a parlor or whatever from them. I think organizing for the inauguration stuff that I saw was like this was their this is a victory for them even though nothing changed it showed how powerful they are and how Mm -hmm. that they are a force to be reckoned with and they they only the thing in there right was like the only reason people are back in there is because we let them that's that's the takeaway from it that's what their takeaway is from it however Mm -hmm. misguided it may be it's a galvanizing thing of like Mm -hmm. showing people like that because obviously there's more than just the group that was there that feels like they're on they're in a revolution and they're in a civil war and that yeah this was their first coming out party of showing how powerful they actually can be and what that actually leads to from here we'll have to wait and see and yeah how and many then, people are inspired by yeah. that that like yeah. want this but like we're like there's no way we could actually do it they saw it could fucking happen yesterday they got in they got into the capitol building mm. and it's like how many people are now going to look at this and look into QAnon, look into parlor or whatever you guys are calling it like that this is now front page everywhere it has literal faces it, like to call them memes is like not even a, a fair thing but that, that's what they are the bad t- type of meme but like all the pictures we're talking about are going to be ingrained in history like the guy walking with the confederate flag down that hallway it's like mm-hmm. that is going to forever be in the history books and it's like these people are now going to be looked at as martyrs from half of fucking america 
Yeah. I don't I don't think that's I mean, yes, absolutely. I don't think it's half of America. I think there's probably a lot of people on the right, a lot of Republicans who are like, this is not the way to do this. Um, but I mean I, I just what's up, Andy? I and I just love that how like uh, <laughs> as they were voting, because I, I agree with you, Nick. I don't think it's like exactly half of America, but it's like it's not an exaggeration to say that though, Tim. Because I it's love a good, it's that. a good it's I, a good amount of people that support the movement, and and I'm not going to discredit that. I'm not going to sit here and argue against that. But I also don't think that like I also just don't think that this represents the overarching like majority of people who are consider themselves Republican. At least I maybe I'm just being hopeful. Maybe I don't want that to be the case. But I can't imagine there's a ton of people. There's hundreds of millions of people who are like, yeah, storming the Capitol was the right move yesterday, and making sure people died during the process was awesome. Like that. I hope to God I have I have to have more faith in humanity than that. I, I know, but two, like the, I'm sorry, I, I'm two tired. pieces of breaking news to toss in before you go. They're short. Uh, first off, the Capitol Police chief is resigning. That's that's been breaking where we're going here. Yeah. And then also a U.S. Capitol Police officer has died from events stemming from Wednesday's riot. Uh, three sources confirmed to CNN. I, I just we I don't understand how we're here and we're still trying to somehow separate Republicans, Trump supporters, this, that, whatever. At the end of the day, almost half the country voted for Trump in 2020 that's what i'm talking about yeah. and it's like if anybody needs to like break down that any which way like that's on them that's a them problem it's not a fact the fact is almost half america voted for trump and they think that it's that it's more than that so many of them think well, that they won when they didn't based on lies and bullshit but and the numbers are there we know what the real numbers are and the real numbers are mm -hmm. that many people did vote for trump in 2020 oh yeah um, and, and I'm not describing that. And again, I think I would be unbelievably ashamed if I had supported Trump and this happened because I think that, you know, a vote for Trump is enabling him to do this sort of thing. And I do think he's directly responsible for this um, because he has said so, as much. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's not like it's yeah. not that hard to prove. It's not like he's like, guys, don't do this. And they went and did it. His uh, video that he put out uh, that they, I, I believe, has, have since taken down was, I mean, it was basically like winking at the camera to keep going. Well, I and mean, even his speech, that, right? His speech at his rally before this is what whipped them up yeah. in saying, go down there and make your voices heard. And I think uh, he didn't say violence, right? What did he say? By any means, I don't uh, know. He's, I don't even want to. I don't know. He said trial he's, by combat is what he said. Isn't that what he's quoted as saying? Yeah, no, that's true for him, for trial sure. Yeah. No, that, no, that's what, no, Rudy Giuliani said that. That's what, that's what he said. said. That's what he yeah. said. He said, Giuliani. So that's, oh, the, sorry. that's the president. I didn't hear lawyer. that. It cut off for me. Yeah, that's the president's lawyer. So that, those are those are words that just don't that those are just what could they possibly mean other than go down there and commit violence um, and commit violence against your own representatives, which just I mean, again, if I were a Republican senator right now, I'd be like, we need to make some great sweeping changes right now because geez Louise, man, if you're one of the guys that that deigned to go against Trump and you got put in zip ties, you know, you got that coming for yourself. I'm not saying anyone well, deserves yeah, that. I I'm just saying like you reap what you sow on that front. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, that's the ideal thing that there would be. Uh, obviously, we had Republicans well. speaking out against Trump yesterday. But again, I, I am completely with Greg that there had to have been a lot of fringe Republican citizens in America that may or may not have been super down with him. But their senators and their state representatives were on Trump's side because they want they like their jobs. And then those people go, you know what, I, I guess I guess I got to vote for Trump, you know, and it all just it all just starts with the people working underneath Trump, all these senators and representatives that are scared of Trump and are scared to lose their jobs and are scared to jeopardize their future. Yeah. I mean, look at, you know, look at Paul Ryan, like the one of the first guys who kind of like went against Trump and 
when was the last time we turned? Yeah, when was the last Paul time Ryan? you heard about like, Paul Ryan? Yeah, yeah like if, if he would have sided with him at all or anything like that, he'd be one of these senators that we're talking shit about. Like, and there's so many people like I, I know a lot of like, you know, liberals and Democrats like giving praise to Mitt Romney. But like, come on, dude, the guy's the guy's fucking always just trying to save his ass left and right. That's what all these Republicans try to do. And up until last night, when they saw it truly was the point of no return like this, that last night was the moment that. All the Republicans kind of looked around and were like, hey, this is fun. Yeah, we got to. No, we're out. We're out. We're out. We're out. And now it's safe for them to do that because they know there is no future for Trump. And they know that they know that going against them makes them look better amongst rational human beings around the country. And it's just to me, it is too little too late. It's like you've been enabling this for four fucking years, dude. And like, you know, Lindsey Graham last night going off against him. It's like motherfucker dude like you've been saving your job for the last four years and now you're doing this come on like you all need to rally together and and get together and say that this is wrong i mean i don't know man it's it's such a complicated and annoying thing to talk about but it's it's just so frustrating to to see these republicans getting praise when it's like dude it's a lot of people have you know a lot of people's lives have been ruined because of you all and now is the time that you're doing it because now you all see that this w- last night really was the moment that there is no coming back from it. Yeah, it's true. So let me, I'm sorry, let me just clarify. I thought that I just made, because it sounded like I was saying people deserve to be put in, in uh, zip ties. I do not condone that. I, I misspoke there. What I meant was you, you can't sit there and support Trump for that long and then see something like this and then not think that you're somehow responsible for that uh, as a senator that's what i meant to say in that but i think i misspoke so i just wanted to clarify that not that anyone deserves violence or ever to be taken hostage or put through what those were put through because i'm sure it was scary on all sides like tommy lauren tweeted out conservatives like myself have been loudly denouncing the lawlessness and destruction yesterday yet the left seems to completely ignore that part perhaps it's because they failed to do the same all summer and it's just like you're evil yeah, like it's, this it's, is this is such fucking garbage bullshit, and you are flipping the story to be just in, completely not factual, completely, and it's like trying to just act like it's not your fault. It is. It's your fucking fault. Yeah, straight up, you have a platform, I, I, and I, you are lighting these fires. The they're they're goddamn these these evil motherfuckers that will try to equate yesterday to. Black Lives Matters protests, where so desperately c- grasping at it to try to make where we where like where so many or like there's there's gonna be there's always gonna be bad faith actors in protests. There's always gonna be that, but the amount of peaceful people that we saw get their shit kicked in, that we saw people losing eyeballs, we saw women getting fucking maced in the face, and 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 children get having tear gas, like all this fucked up stuff happening at these protests and these these evil fucking ghouls dude trying to compare yesterday to black lives matters protests it's like it's not even on the same fucking spectrum what what you're arguing against is that there was what a target that was lit on fire when people were fighting for black rights and trying to get black people to be treated as equally as anybody else and on the other side we're having white terrorists break it i know there's some there was some black people there too as well but they're they're fighting for white causes they're fighting for trump they're fighting for a white cause breaking into the capitol building and acting like 
like these are similar, you know, like, oh, well, uh, you all sure like the rights during the summer. Give me a, give me a break, dude. It's so exhausting. It's and you're so right. Exhausting. You're just throwing a tantrum because you lost an election. It's so yeah. exhausting. I think you're that's trying to save America it, right? by totally defiling what it stands for. And that's and that's that's not what this country stands for. And, you know, and Andy, I think I, you made the point. Right. And and we'll keep hammering the point home. Right. There's during protests. There are always people that overreact. There are always people that do wrong things. I mean, this is just the history of protesting, no matter how righteous the movement you might you might think the movement is. Um, but that's not the same as what happened on Wednesday. What happened on Wednesday is a bunch of people who are willfully or not choosing to believe in something that's just not true um, and committing violence because of that. Uh, and they're committing violence against our government. And I don't think it's, you know, I mean, the, the word terrorist has been thrown around, um, which I, I'm not quite ready to use just yet, but geez, it's, Why not? Hard not, it's, not, it's hard not to say it, right? Because I think these people see themselves as patriots. Um, and I, and I, and I really do not always do that. that? That is true. Al Qaeda definitely thought they were on the right side. (laughs) That is true. That is true. I mean, I don't know. It's, I guess it's just difficult for me to call another American citizen a terrorist because of the the stigma that terrorism has had in this country as as being something that's other, um, for so long, but bombers and stuff that like, you know, United States citizens. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 I don't don't get me wrong, Kevin. I'm I'm not sitting here saying there's no such thing as a domestic terrorist. There is, it's just not something that I think we should have to deal with in America because right, but you I, do I, have the open right to protest and you should never, ever, ever take though, the right? violence. <laughs> like, like this is, well, I mean, over. again, again, this is where we're getting the minutia of it, right? Like, cause people committing violence during a protest on both sides is wrong. That's just wrong in general. And so, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm not defending these guys I'm, at all in any way, shape or form, but I just want to hammer home for anyone that's thinking that, Hey, what happened on Wednesday was right. It's not, it's not right. It's never right to go out there and protest and decide to take it up to 11 and start killing people and bringing guns with you. At that point, the only thing that that can cause is more violence. I just want everyone to know that. Violence begets violence. That is what that is. If you want to win the election next time, back a candidate who everyone will vote for. That is the only way to move forward with this stuff. Taking over the Capitol building and putting your lives and the lives of everyone uh, in the vicinity in danger is not the right way to do it. I, I do want to say if you take a gun to a protest, that's probably, you're probably a terrorist. I'm just... You're inciting yeah. terrorism, right? I think, I, yeah. yeah, I agree. I like think these people yesterday were terrorists. Hold on, Kev. Sorry. I think these people were terrorists. I think it was insurrection. I think Donald Trump uh, had seditious words, right? To lead to sedition. Like this is, these are undeniable, unmutable, undeniable facts to me that, yeah, these people lost their, their terrorists, period. End of statement. This what I, at, I don't know at what point it goes from terrorism to a riot, but I guess, I, yeah, I, I guess, for sure I guess. when you fucking push down the police and run past them and get maced and do all this other stuff and run in there and tear the fucking place apart and bring zip ties and a gun, they're terrorists, period. End of statement. Yeah, me. I mean, I guess maybe my reluctance to use that term is just out of fear and out of like just not wanting to believe that that is reality that we live in right now. Um, yeah, and I'll look, and, into, I'll think, look inside that, myself on that one um, because I'm sure. I think that's fine, that. Nick. I think that's fine. I think it's the same thing when people tweet out, "This isn't who we are," but like it, it is. Like it is. this is it what is. America yeah. is. And, we can't stop. I, yeah. And if one of those, and again, I don't know the full facts on the on the explosives that were found. I don't know the full facts. So I'm speaking out of my ass here. But if one of the explosives went off. And people died like that's again, that's just that's just yeah. terrorism. And the fact right. that it did You're go up doesn't right. mean that that they are no longer terrorists. And it, yeah. it's just so wild to think about that on December 25th, a man blew himself up and an RV and an entire fucking city block 
Nashville, and yeah. like 20 some how many people got injured 40 people got injured uh, nobody died luckily only he that did that was the weirdest thing and too. we just forgot about that and he was this QAnon dude QAnon guy well, we and, forgot about that because didn't someone announce it ahead of time being like hey this is gonna happen and they like after the a while RV, listened to him. the rv <laughs> had a countdown yeah, yeah. and weird, luckily nobody died but you know we if it's a brown guy if he's a muslim that's everywhere like totally. it's just uh, it's just so it, it's just so frustrating and we, you beat that you beat that dead horse so many times and we keep on talking about what if it wasn't a white a black guy or what if it wasn't a white guy and we keep on repeating that point and it becomes it, it's just starting to become like when you read a word over and over and over and it starts to mean nothing that's just what it's starting to become now and it, it just sucks yeah I mean, that's the problem. Uh, not the problem, I guess. That's the sad situation is that it sucks. And so, yeah, yesterday when it was all the this, this isn't who we are. No, it really is. Like, that's a tough pill to swallow. Like, I think, honestly, you know, since the election of Donald Trump, mm-hmm. it's a tough pill to swallow to realize how divided this country is and how fucked up it really is. And to see it like boil over yesterday is the, you know payoff to all this and letting it go and letting it stew and you know we've been so vocal in the past year obviously about like all right cool like i guess ignore you know ignoring it isn't the way to do it and trying to lead by example isn't the way to do it you have to address it head on and i think in that same thing it has to be a cold water wake-up call that no that was terrorism yesterday that was sedition that was insurrection like these are huge words that i would uh, last week i would not have thought i'm throwing around about something that happened in america in 2020 yeah, but it's what it is i know the last time i heard insurrection was in, in regards to a bad start like a movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> wwe pay-per-view i remember they the fact, that, yeah, the fact that biden came out and said this is insurrection i was like wow i mean there's still part of me that like i just don't want to believe that because i don't want to believe we live in a country where that kind of thing can happen but it's just and, so tough for me to rectify that, you know? Sure. Well, I mean, that's the thing about it. Like, I know, yeah, I feel like we've had obviously way more of these conversations in the last year, but so much of it is. And I think what's so important is that like, yeah, we, all of this is our own personal journeys of wrestling with this and dealing with it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this morning, like, you know, yesterday sitting there after we finished the Bloodborne stream and I got to sit down and read it and absorb it. You know, I was taking it all in, and then Jen's like, let's go for a walk. And we went for a walk, and I came back, and I watched more data stuff. And then it was this morning where it really started to catch up to me, where I almost started crying. I was like, oh, shit, fuck, right. Like, we're losing. We've lost. I mean, it's gone. But, like, it was yet another thing we've lost here in terms of what is America and what this country truly is. And, again, I think so much of this comes, and I've talked about it. I was tweeting about it today, right, from privilege. And not just – and I get – well, no, white privilege, but, like, my own personal privilege of – the fact that you, we have, I haven't had to think about this stuff for the most part of my life, and I haven't had to be, be afraid of police, and I haven't yada yada yada, and everything that happened last year, and then really bringing it out and having real conversations and talking mm-hmm. to kind of funny best friends and talking to peers in the industry and learning from everybody's experience and really understanding like, you know, these fights, uh, 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 an attack against one is an attack against all, right? Like these are our fights and stuff like that. And so yeah, yesterday to see all this happen and have it boil over and have these conversations again. Again, I think that's why I'm trying not to mince words. It's terrorism. It's insurrection. It's sedition. The president needs to be removed from office before he's able to pardon any of these people, let alone himself, his family, or anybody else. And he needs to be held responsible for his crimes. That's my other biggest thing about this is that I do not want this to be a Nixon situation where he resigns and then Gerald Ford pardoned him just because he was like, the country's been through enough. Like There needs to be ramifications to all this. 
you know, today it's going around and again, we're live and I, it's already happening more and more of the FBI's looking at these people and they're filing mm-hmm. this many charges and they're doing this thing. Great. Keep them coming. Get these motherfuckers. Everybody needs to be held accountable for what they did yesterday of rushing in there and tearing the place apart and running up to like the sacred. Yeah, exactly. Crimes. And that, and that's the thing that, and, and that's, I guess to my, to my point is that like, there is a difference between a peaceful protest and committing a crime. And I said this during the Black Lives Matter protests, and I'll say it again today. If you go out and commit a crime, you should face the consequences of that. We should hold these people accountable. And I do I do honestly believe that Donald Trump should face the consequences of this on a very serious matter. If, if nothing else, not be allowed to run again, because this is clearly an abuse of power on just an unbelievable uh, level. Just unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Kind of Funny Podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. Whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. Uh, Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. Enjoy clean ingredients you can trust seasonally seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped, so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Uh, Green Chef is the first ever and only keto meal kit on the market. It makes sticking to low-carb lifestyles easy with recipes averaging only 14 net carbs each. Uh, Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box so you can feel great about what you're eating and how it got to your table. Uh, From what I hear, Kevin Coelho is using this. He likes it. He's cooking. He's eating well. Isn't that right, Kevin? Yep. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash morning show 90 and use the code morning show 90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Again, that's greenchef.com slash morning show 90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Up next, it is Gabby. Uh, we're all looking for ways to save money, right? Especially now. So let me ask you this How'd you like to keep an extra $961 a year in your pocket? That's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. That's why when I was, well, I'm sorry, not me, when Tim was shopping for insurance, he looked at Gabby. Uh, this is the time of the year when we go shopping for insurance. Well, Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account, and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes from uh, for the exact same coverage you currently have. Uh, that's what Tim did. Tim took his uh, car insurance, plugged it in, looked at what Gabby said, and guess what? He was getting the, the best deal already, but good to know, right? It's peace of mind. Uh, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average, and I bet they'd be nice to have in your pocket every year. Uh, if they can't find you savings like they did for other people and like they couldn't for Tim, they'll just let you know so you can relax knowing you have the best rate out there. And they'll never sell your info, so no annoying spam or robocalls. You're probably overpaying for car insurance, car and home insurance. Uh, see how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash morning show. That's G-A-B-I.com slash morning show. Gabby.com slash morning show. Well, yeah, it's time, think, it's time for levity. 
As Andy says, levity. it's time for levity. All right, there. We've, we set our part. We did our thing. We'll see what's happening. Fucking throw Donald Trump in jail and out of fucking Oval Office. But what do you got for me, Nick? What happened? As, you guys, as you guys know, I'm not afraid to take on fights in real life. But where Andy well, Andy's got a question already. He doesn't. He thinks you are afraid to take on fights, I think. I do want to make this quick point because there, there, there will be uh, some people out there who, who believe in the right things but will say... We'll hear about this from kind of funny once and then never again. Just uh, and they did that during you know during the Black Lives Matters protests and stuff. Like I feel that. like we're they, over that hump, people, aren't we? We're definitely yeah, talking about this these every three weeks. Yeah, for, sake. for sure, for sure, for sure. I just want to make the point that like, no, we're not going to just like forget about this stuff. This stuff affects my everyday life and it affects a lot of us. And like, we we're with you all and trust us. We're not going to just record this podcast and move on like we always do. I mean, if you follow us on Twitter, you know that we're not like that so just i just want to get that out there because i'm going to be on a razor's edge of anxiety for the next two weeks don't worry about it (laughs) as you guys know i'm not afraid to take on conflicts both irl and digitally sure but some people don't necessarily want the heat that scarpino brings one man answered the call yesterday uh and that man's name was fran mirabella and i started doing some hot drops with fran last night in one war zone and i'll tell you what do play in Warzone with Fran Mirabella, and Andy eventually got internet, and we'll talk about that in a second. Is one of the greatest experiences of my life because Fran is a little bit of a control freak, right? And beforehand, bit. we had to do a pre-interview where he was like, "All right, listen, do you like okay? Because sometimes I uh, I like to get in people's heads, right? And I'll answer questions for you. So like, how do you prefer to play Warzone? Like, do you like a lot of feedback? Do you want me to tell you what's going on, or are we just gonna free flow? But I'll be honest with you right now, for free flow, I don't think I can deal with that. So I'm gonna have to. And I'm like, listen, Fran, let me stop you right there, because normally <laughs> this would be this would be just there'd be so many emotions happening to me for me all at once inside here. But on this one thing because I'm so new to Warzone, I actually prefer to have someone be a team leader and tell me exactly what they want to do because I think it behooves us to help win. If Like, you know, when I play with Andy, Andy's always like, Nick, go get this, go get the UFA. I like to be second in, you know, or third down the line of pecking order because I'm clearly not the most skilled. So he was like, are you sure about that? And I was like, I'm 100% sure, man. Just call the ball every single chance you get. And it ended up being really, really fun. And then randomly, uh, Andy dropped in too. And Andy, I don't know how you, I don't know what your your perspective was on this this very unique experience, but man, I'm doing it again tonight. I'm dropping right back in with Fran again tonight. <laughs> oh. Well, it's, it's it's interesting because um, playing with Fran is playing with the most paranoid person ever. He's so paranoid. Where <laughs> where any action any action that you may take in the game will will result in a well, what's that for? What are you what are you doing that for? What what, what are you doing there? Are you you down below me? Okay, that's you below me. And he just he freaks out so much, and it really reminds me of, um, it reminds me of driving in a car where Nick is in the passenger seat. That's what it reminds me of. Where those those ones are like, oh, a little tough turn right there, tough turn. (laughs) There are those moments, and it reminds me of friend. Where like there will be times that I will like the few times I've gotten into a helicopter with friend, and I am piloting the helicopter. 
and I'll like go low there. Oh, a little low to the ground, a little low to the ground. <laughs> he loves like <laughs> kind of dropping some feedback in there because he's so terrified of every waking moment in that game. It's and so it's, fun. It's, it's so fun so to fun. always be like, Fran, I, I got this dog. Chill out. I got this shit, dude. I know. I was <laughs> like, I was going back. I dropped an armor box or uh, ammo box and then I got, I went to the gulag and got respawned because uh, I just destroyed this guy's face. Destroyed him, dude. Yeah. Um, and I came back and I was like, Fran, I'm going to head for that ammo box and see if it's still there. And Fran's like, well, uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, okay. Nick, actually, you're getting a little far away from me. You're getting a little far away from me right now. Why don't you <laughs> yeah. come on back? Why don't you come on back? Every it time like, we play Predator, right. every time we play Predator, the same thing, right? Like, oh, yeah. well, you guys just going over there. Huh? Okay. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Tim, because normally yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I need this. I need this structure in my game yeah. because usually it's either Snowbike Mike or Andy or someone else calling the ball. I, I love playing with Snowbike Mike because he tells the team what to do. And I honestly think that's like, A, it makes the game more fun because it's not just chaos because I get lost very easily in Warzone because it's insane. Um, and B, I think it leads to more wins, yeah, which is sense. fun too. And so it's, it's it, you got you have to have that person. But I but Fran like stepped it up and I was like, I was like, all right, man, I feel like it's like uh, 2005 and I'm working for you for the first time and I'm listening to everything you say. <laughs> it was it was a pleasant surprise, Nick, because another week. I got out of the shower and I was like, all right, time to call it for the day. I'm going to, it's about 10.30 p.m. Turn off the PC. I'm going to watch some Expanse in my bed. And I got to my PC. I was like, you know what? Let me open up Twitch. Just see what... And I saw Fran streaming, but I had no audio. Uh, I had my my Chrome tab muted, so I just hopped in and I saw he was playing. I didn't see anybody in his party. I was like, "Hey, if you need one, let me know." And then I saw some people talking about Nick in chat. I was like, "Why are they talking about Nick?" And I turned on the game, and Nick is playing with him. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is perfect!" It was so fun. <laughs> and when he said Andy's coming in, I was like, "Let's go!" And of course, though, I mean, and and this is the one critique I have for Fran is that he lives like a 21 year old he started streaming at 9 30 at night and was like hey i mean to his credit he was like hop on whenever you want feel free to hop off because i go pretty late and i was like oh i usually go to about midnight and he like there was like a pregnant pause for a second he was like no yeah i go to like three or four in the morning he goes to like, like yeah what he's <laughs> a professional right? streamer he pours a cocktail he's out there playing every <laughs> night is he still andy is he still or nick you might know too is he still on his crazy like streak he was on a streak of like hundreds of nights i think, I think he still is actually yeah, yeah, yeah. but no they like when I'm talking about, you know, when, when I'm done streaming at night, it's always very, very late. And he's like one of the few people that I raid because he's one of the few people awake. And I'll be done with my stream on Saturday night at 2.20 a.m. And he'll be on for another three hours. <laughs> like if if he's playing like a game that he's really invested in, he'll be keeps on until 5 young. It keeps so, him young, you know? I love I it. I have a Fran story that... I unfortunately cannot tell you guys yet, but there w I will be able to tell you it at some point. But I had to see Fran like a week and a half ago. And something happened during that that I need I need somebody. I need a kind of funny historian to remind me in three months. Oh, damn. Okay. To tell the Fran story. And I'll remember. Seems like, it seems like a Mark Freeman. It seems like a Mark Freeman. But there's, I just, there's reasons I can't talk about it now. But it, it might be the funniest Fran story I've ever had. And that's uh, something because it's Fran. So I, all I'll say is I love it, and I'm hopping back on. I'm going to hit him up again tonight and be like, let's go round two. Let's go. Here's my question then, Andy. I need a report card on one Nick Scarpino hopping into this war zone. How is, how is he progressing? Where are we at right now with those skills? Well, I'm seeing the evolution of him going from controller to keyboard and mouse. Oh, okay. And there's already been kind of a, a big step up there. Um, and I keep telling him, 
I can't wait for him to actually get a PC with a high refresh rate monitor. Because last night he's like, Andy, how many frames you get? And I'm like, I'm getting 120 right now, but because I'm not streaming, OBS usually takes away a lot of frames. I'm getting like 120 and, and you know, on my 140 for four hertz monitor, it looks great. And he's like, how does that even look? Like, yeah, I'm Nick, over here. It's a new world. Play. It's I'm a new world because you're like, Nick, how do you monitor? describe all the colors of the rainbow? I yeah. don't know. Because when I'm getting, I'm getting when I got my sandwich. when I got my new monitor and didn't know that I was still running 60 frames per second for a whole month, thinking like, oh, this is how the monitor looks. <laughs> and then when I finally made the switch, it's like I don't know. It's like you're you're dropping acid in the middle of a desert, Nick. You know, you see the stars, you see the sun. That sound cool. You see more stars in the moon. Cool. Yeah, same time. I yeah. I uh, I mean, from your mouth to Tim's ears. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Andy, exactly. I, I definitely need a computer that can run. I'll have to get on it at 175 frames per second or whatever, which is more frames than I can even I've ever seen in my life. I don't think I've ever seen that many frames in my life. He's definitely but gotten I, better though when it comes to just like overall aiming because he's he's mentioned before that keyboard mouse is the lineage that's where he came from he came from playing old pc games and and even though greg that he is playing keyboard mouse on a ps5 with inverted mouse controls um so fucked up it's everything it's It's like it's like one car accident and then there's another car accident involved with it was the playstation 5 keyboard mouse inverted (laughs) (laughs) like a plane crashed on this car (laughs) it's a a four-car pile up what's weird is like did you guys ever like i don't I'm just hypothetically speaking. Did you ever have a thing you did when you were a kid that you thought was totally normal until you got to like junior high and mentioned it to a whole new group of people and they were like, that's not normal at all. That's really weird. And we're going to shame you for that as a 40 year old man on your podcast. Have you guys ever had one of those experiences? I mean, I had it with this. Like, I, because I grew up with Goldeneye, like so many of us did, which had controls that were weird like that. Like they were inverted and uh they don't function like modern first person shooters where the analog you you'd have to stop to be able to aim and all that shit with like by hitting r and when we transitioned over to like time splitters and halo i would have to like set my controls to be all types of wonky uh flipping shit this way that way and anyone that held my controller was like what the fuck is wrong with you like we all do with you now nick um but then one day just clicked and all of a sudden i'm like oh shit i can use a controller like a normal person i wonder if we'll ever get that with you no, probably not because I just don't want to change. Uh, and as long as they have that inverted invert mouse button, it will be there. Uh, the The question I have is, why does uh, who's the one that made this one? Not Remedy, not, uh, not Infinity Ward. Who made Warzone? The, the newest one. It's Infinity Ward, but it's uh, it's mixed with um Raven with Raven. I'll just say Raven this: we'll blame it on Infinity Ward. Every time I jump back into this game, my settings get wiped, and it's just the invert. That is setting. a big problem. That is and big problem. I, and it's everything else is the same. Andy, my oh, mouse good. sensitivity is the same. On PC, um, that probably won't happen, but it's probably the game telling you be normal. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, and I, I feel like I'm being unfairly um, no, biased. Fair. Like there's an unfair bias against me right now, and I think it's not even they're not even trying to be subtle about it. Like I wouldn't be surprised if like there's a message that pops up on my screen from like Miggles, who's like Nick, stop being weird. You know what I mean? Like that's what's happening. Will it stop you from being weird though? That's oh, the big question. No. Oh. no, because I'm used to it and it's just normal to me at this point. And it's weird that it's not normal to you guys for me on a mouse and keyboard because every game I used to play back in the day, I started on computers, like any flight simulator, I played with a mouse until I got a flight stick. And then the flight stick was just, you know, back is up, forward is down. That's but, just how it goes. Like Nick, you're, so the, I, the difference is you're old. Like we, we grew up with. It's true. I guess you know? that's true. I guess you guys grew up with like. 
I guess your first consoles were probably like GameCube and shit like that, but where you had analog sticks. Well, I guess and Tim, you said the N64 was your first one, but that did have an analog stick. I could have sworn that GoldenEye allowed you to move and shoot at the same time and, and aim. Well, no, but you, you could. You could. It, it was, was weird it, controls. It, it wasn't. Was, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, because it only had the mid, the middle analog stick. Right, you had to yeah. strafe with the the the, the D pad on the left. What a yeah, weird yeah. idea. What a weird what a weird idea for Nintendo to see what PlayStation was doing. Be like, no, nah, no, nah, two sticks. That's stupid. We're gonna go one <laughs> stick right in the middle. Well, I mean, even then, we weren't getting dual stick shooters on PS One. Right, you were just getting. Shit yeah, it was really, yeah, it was really, it was really the Halo PS2 era. It was the yeah. Halo Xbox and the PS2 Time where Spurs, yeah. Halo right. was the first game that I experienced dual stick. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, guys. I don't know what to tell you, but you know, you can't teach an old dog. New I, 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 I love, I love that it makes you different, though. That's kind of the calling card, right? Right. Like you're playing. I at this point I don't even get a PC. I was, I was telling Greg yesterday during his Bloodborne stream how funny it is to me when. Nick will be like, Andy, what's your what's your sense at? What's your sensitivity at end game? I'm like, well, Nick, my DPI on the PC is 800. I don't know what the PS5's DPI is. <laughs> like, you can't set the PS5 DPI. It's set to just something. I don't know what that is. But then you then have to go into the game and change the sense depending on whatever the the system's DPI is. It's just such a here, here, but here's here's the one virtue of playing mouse and keyboard though in Warzone, and then being forced to play controller in Apex is that you don't suffer from that issue of like like having to retrain your brain which keys do or which buttons do what for the controller. So now uh, it's nice because there's a chep- the separation of church and state when it comes to me bouncing back and forth between Warzone and Apex, or you just pick the controller up and it's just the muscle memory is Apex controls, which is nice. Apex control is really really good on on pad. It, it has very good um, very good aim assist. I, I feel like I'm getting better. I feel like I'm learning. The, uh, the the big hurdle for me that I always thought was going to be a problem was just like figuring out just the quick, like the uh, the fast twitch reflexes and trying to get the, the shots in. And that actually is not the big hurdle. The big hurdle is actually the, tacti- the tactical nature of the gameplay in that knowing where to be, when to be it, knowing when to push, when not to push, uh, knowing when a bad when a fight's bad is something that I'm really trying to train into myself right now. So running out into the middle of the open, like I see someone in the middle of the open and I'm in the middle of the open, is it right to engage? Is that the right time, right? Do I have the beat on him or where are his friends? Things like that. Like the, like uh, uh, when we were playing on Tuesday, we got caught in a bridge. We had a little bit of cover, but the guys that we were shooting at were, you know, they were elevated on a hill and they had, they had a lot of cover. And I was like, this feels like a bad fight for us and andy's like let's get horny and i was like let's get horny and then we just got decimated it's a cool learning curve and i'm enjoying it i'm looking forward to playing more and it's awesome that i get to play with people that can elevate me like andy and some like mike and and fran actually because fran's pretty good at the game as well what do you think your commitment is you're gonna you're gonna become you're gonna go you're gonna go esports pro here pro for sure for sure yeah, pro yeah. i don't know if there's a team that's looking for like <laughs> like you know <laughs> a replacement style uh montage to happen like we're like I just I just imagine if like just hundred thieves play Warzone I don't even know let's yeah, say they, they do. do let's I'm just saying hundred thieves goes on strike because they're not getting paid what they want they sure. bring in a bunch of scabs right Greg and I'm yep. the Keanu Reeves on this they're like Nick used to be the replacements too the replacements too God I'll yeah, tell you what you got to do I'll tell you what you got to do is you need to put out a tweet one day that says your name you know it's just it obviously didn't say your name that's stupid it says LFT looking for team and then you put free agent. And then you put your Discord name because that's what all the esports players do whenever okay. they get released or whenever they leave a team. When they leave an Overwatch team or they leave their their Valorant team, they always put capital LFT 
Uh, and that's like this their announcement that everybody is like, oh, shit, he's a free agent now or whatever. And then you put your little Discord name, like, contact me whenever this and that. <laughs> I'll do it tonight. I'll do that right I, now. I could see the tweet in my head the way they always look. And I, I would love for you to draft do one I, for him. Draft one for Nick. Draft the tweet for him and send it over. Okay. So he can do I need so to, do I need up. to put my stats on there at all? Because that might be a little bit of a hindrance for me. <laughs> Let's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am interested to know what your KD is in Warzone. I'm sure it's I mean. I get I average two kills for every two deaths. So one is that is that a, is that a ratio? Perfect, perfect. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent shitty. I don't know. It's fun though. I'm enjoying it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the kind of funny podcast. Your second of the week. Thank you so much for our first week of two a days, as they say. That's not what it is actually. I guess two weeks. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, of course, we'll be back next week, and like I said, it should be WWE Superstar Xavier Woods. If not, stay tuned. But if you want to get in questions for him, feel free. Of course, on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, you can be part of the Kind of Funny podcast with your questions. You can get the show ad free. You can watch it live as we recorded, just like David is, Kyle is, BJ is, Link four five 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 is. And of course, you get it with the post show we are about to record. That's right. The show's not over. We're going to answer Ricard's question on the post show. I'm going to so show you get... something crazy. Oh, Excellent. should we? And then, you know what? I'll hold on to Ricard's question then. It'll stay okay. in the hopper. That way we can do whatever crazy thing you have to show us is. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Kind of Funny podcast. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on these microphones. Coming to bullshit around about their lives if you like that. Like I said, patreon.com slash kind of funny. But if you got no bucks to toss our way, of course, you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe each and every week for two new episodes. We got a post show to do, but until next time, no, it's been a pleasure to serve you.